Hello and welcome. Uh, I just get excited now, Pete. You know, For at least at least interrupt with by saying the thing that people expect you to say. Okay. Hello and welcome Ahoy. to. There we go. There we Hi. go. Uh, friends and friends, Pete, Dave. Hi. Hello. Good morning. All the best. Um, are we well? Uh, yeah, I think so. Nice to see you. To see you well. I grabbed, um, because I haven't had time between getting home from work and recording this bullshit. Yeah. Um, to have tea. Do you want to know what my snack was? Always. A dry tortilla wrap. Oh, no. No, Uh, Pete. All I had to hand. A dry tortilla wrap as well. Yeah, I just grabbed another pack and ate it while I was watching Friends. Crikey Moses, that's bleak, mate. Yeah, that's isn't absolutely it? bleak. Pretty I bleak. had a, I've been in Germany over the weekend, um, for those of you that aren't aware, which I imagine is most of you, um, because I don't think I've mentioned it before. Uh, and then on the way back yesterday, Frankfurt Airport Lounge really lived up to its reputation, Pete. Because- what do you mean? What was his reputation? Well, as in the food on offer in airport lounges is very varied. But uh, yesterday, they just had one giant vat of unlimited frankfurters. Oh. Were you given bread? Yeah, there were, there were there were rolls, hot dog hot dog rolls, and crispy onions and pickles. I was oh, that's in pretty absolute good. Absolute heaven, Pete, and yeah. they had pick and mix sweets as well. Oh, and some other normal food, which I didn't care too much for because I was eating hot dogs all the time. You know, Dave casually dropping in that he frequents airport lounges. <laughs> Podcast money's the big money these days, Peter. Oh, we like to travel so. in style. Um, but yes, no, it's just. I mean, it's not as impressive as it sounds. It's not like. I was doing any fancy travelling. It just comes with my credit card. Well, enough about sausage. Let's talk penis cake. <laughs> oh, what a lovely segue. Thank you. What a lovely segue. Um, would you like a... Oh, no, a request first. I remember the format of the show, sure. Uh, here's um, the request from Dave. Ah, oh, good question, P. And I'm sure that you wouldn't have known otherwise that it was Kieran. Uh, Kieran says the following. Hello. Please can I request the episode? Just hello. Literally hello. No punctuation, no comma, I, no exclamation I, I, mark. Even though I just made it sound like I didn't know what this request was, when I forwarded it you a few moments ago, <laughs> I did think how uh, how nightly, nicely formatted it was. Yes, very clean, very... There's, there's use of uh, paragraphs, there's use of bullet points. Um, I'm just... It was just very matter-of-fact opening, you know? Mm. Please can I request the episode, the one with the cake. Open parentheses, S10, comma, E4, clothes parentheses. Again, formatted nicely, you know? Now, I know this is a season tenor, which is controversial, but this episode has a few momentous notes to it. Uh, the last episode to feature the great Jack and Judy Geller, how they didn't get an appearance in the final lap, is a disgrace. Agreed, actually, yeah. The last episode to feature the great Estelle, may she rest in peace. Absolutely agreed as well. And the first episode I ever watched as it aired on Channel 4. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. That's that ages Kieran at about when do you reckon it's suitable to start watching Friends on the television as a child? What age? Mm, I reckon my age. Your age? What do you think? Oh no, hang on. What do you mean? Thirty-two. <laughs> Good knowledge. <laughs> um. Oh, as in, do you reckon that makes him about your age? Yeah. Yes, I understand now. I thought you meant that you would think thirty-two would be the minimum age for somebody to watch Friends on television. No, 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 not at all. Uh, yeah, about that, about that, that seems about right. Yeah, if you're watching season 10 at sort of 
13, 14? Uh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, that's irrelevant to pretty much anyone apart from us and Kieran, and Kieran knows his age, so <laughs> frankly, let's move on. Uh, also, the video they filmed for Emma has now been given to her as Emma would have turned 18 in 2020. Gross. Oh, yeah, that is sad news, isn't it, for everyone? Um, Not the grossest thing about the references to uh, Emma in this uh, episode. No, we'll get still. on to that, won't we, Peter? Not a classic Joe yet, but this is it. No. Uh, thank you much, Lee, and I hope everyone has a penis-shaped cake to celebrate this episode. Well, wow. I have! Excuse me? I haven't really. <laughs> um, I really thought you had a penis shaped cake for a minute there, Pete. What do you think is a... Um, name a, a, a penis-shaped cake that's available on the market. Well, none. I think it's a bespoke design, right? No, but I mean, like, what's the most phallic available cake in a Call supermarket? Call the caterpillar. I mean, that's a, that's a fucking horse cock. That is. <laughs> that's... That is a whopper. Do you know what I was going to say? What? Mini roll. A mini roll. <laughs> and that tells you everything you need to know about... <laughs> a mini roll is a decent-sized flaccid penis. Uh, okay, if, you, if you're going life-size, then sure, yeah. I was going flaccid. I, well, not a mini roll isn't particularly so flaccid, is it? Please don't quote me shouting, <laughs> I was going flaccid on a podcast. Someone's going to get, I was going flaccid tattooed on them now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're not talking, if you're talking life-size, then a mini roll is obviously more um, true to form, isn't it? Of course it? I was talking uh, life-size. That's what I was getting at, life-size. So when you came in with your calling the caterpillar, what, what the hell was going on? <laughs> Uh, anyone outside of sort of Great Britain, these are probably fairly confusing references, I imagine. I don't imagine Colin or the mini roll has made it across. But do you know what? I um, I saw one of my... <laughs> Believe me, this sentence is, is going somewhere much more innocent than it's about to sound like it is. Yeah. Um, I was looking at my, uh, my uh, a couple of pictures of my boyfriend when he was a baby. Crikey Moses. And in the background of one of his birthday parties was a Colin the Caterpillar. And he's 30. What have they so been doing that long? Colin the Caterpillar, or something that looks a lot like Colin the Caterpillar, has been around for a very long time. I'm going to Google this now, because frankly, that does surprise me. So I reckon Colin, or a variation of Colin. Basically, in a nutshell, if you're not from the UK, uh, one of our supermarkets, a high-end supermarket, M&S, sells a very popular birthday cake called a Colin the Caterpillar, and it's shaped, it's a chocolate cake shaped like a caterpillar. And Giant chocolate caterpillar with a nice white chocolate face, eh? Yeah, exactly. And big chocolate feet. Uh, big chocolate feet, yes. What year was Colin? 1990. There you go. So that make that, that tracks, doesn't it? Colin's fucking old, isn't he? He's getting Colin's on a bit. Colin's knocking on. He has a girlfriend these days, doesn't he? Uh, yes. Uh, Camilla the Caterpillar? That can't be right, can it? Anyway, someone will know. You'd have thought she would have called it Camilla, but that feels wrong given the sort of royalty these days, you know? Colin the Coronation Caterpillar. Colin the Coronation Caterpillar. Have you seen what the Coronation food is, by the way? Oh, uh, it's some sort of... Oh, Quiche. It's, yeah. Quiche Ugh. is shit. Quiche, quiche is shit, mate. Quiche is absolutely dog shit. And that's all I've got to say on the subject. I'm sorry if you came here for a uh, detailed quiche analysis today, but you're not getting any. Quiche is shit. Oh you're my God, not. there is actually... A Colin the Caterpillar Jubilee cake. No, not Jubilee. That was last year. She dead now. Yeah, she's she's gone. Uh, there is a coronation in the themed. Don't. That's our fallen queen. 
Um, who gives a fuck? Let's move on. <laughs> on to the episode of Friends. I'm going to give you a synopsis, and it's going to go something like this. Uh, 176254. I'm yeah, very, I'll I'm take that. It's not great. It's not a terrible one, you know? That's the production code if you're a new listener. Ross and Rachel throw a birthday party for Emma and desperately want everyone to be there. Everyone has prior commitments, though. Chandler and Monica have a romantic weekend planned. Phoebe has a massage client and Joey has an audition. Wouldn't call that a prior commitment, but we'll get on to that. Uh, Ross's parents show up uh, and the gr- and Monica's and the group begins celebrating. Rachel soon realises the cake is not a bunny, as planned, but an erotic cake with her daughter's picture on it. She goes off to get it fixed, but Ross needs to go get her. This is a very badly written synopsis and it's long. Blah, 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 blah. They all want to leave. They all leave, come back at the end. Um, I'm just going to skip it because it's quite long, this one. That's fair. Um, it's a kind of a straight through it, this one, isn't it? Well, should we just go chronologically? I think so. We can sort of dive off for various little subplots as we go. This is almost a bottle episode, isn't it? You know, the eps that are all in one location. It's like, it really has the feel of that, except the first scene is in Central Perk and then they have this... Disappear in a car for a bit random bit of a scene in a car yeah but i imagine again that wasn't particularly expensive as a scene because quite frankly pete it looks like they're just sitting on a sofa and pretending to drive doesn't it by the way first birthday parties are lame i'm with chandler but if you're a close relative i'm afraid you just gotta go oh is that where you land it's a it's a necessary a necessary a necessary flipping act a necessary um obligation yeah absolutely I, think I mean, like, one, cute, if you're really close to the, the, the member of the family it is. But yeah. I reckon if you're not a blood relative of the baby, who gives a shit? So you would have absented Chandler but not Monica at this stage? Yeah, I can understand Chandler's uh, lack of interest. I have no interest in it. I'm sorry for all of you that have children. Uh, but please don't invite me to your children's first birthday parties. And I, in turn, will not do the same when it's my fucking dog's birthday, all right? Because that is equally as bullshit. People are always inviting me to dog birthday parties, Pete. And do you know what? The dogs don't fucking know what's going on, do they? How many dog birthday parties have you been to? Have I been to? Not loads. Have I been invited to? Hundreds. Really? Hundreds? You've been invited to hundreds of dog birthday parties? Yeah. Well, shall I check... Hang on, let me get, I'm going to check the WhatsApp group. This is just my local area WhatsApp group for dogs. I, I would not attend anyone's birthday party for their dog. Full stop. So the dog WhatsApp group I'm in, which is all the local dogs in the area, is 332 people. And I reckon every one of them has at one point invited us to a birthday party. So that's at least 300 people that I've invited wow. to. Wow. And I have been to very few. Sometimes, if it times well with my dog's walk, and it'll just, you know, let him burn off a bit of energy, I'll take him out at the time of the birthday party. Right. But I'm not putting him in a fucking bow tie and all that sort of shit, am I? No. Little dog outfit. As we always say, life's too short to put a dog in a bow tie. Exactly, Peter. And more people should live by that, by that motto. Um, so yeah, no, I'm completely with Chandler here and his sort of continuous digs throughout the episode, which all, quite often Chandler's sort of continued digs get a bit wearing, don't they? And even if you agree with him, you're like, shut the fuck up. But they all track through this episode, I think, you know, and like that's that sort of like, is she awake yet? Oh, it's the year 2020. Are you still having your nap? All of those, because he's being taken the piss out of here, isn't he, really? Yeah. And did you also notice that at the start, Ross acknowledges that it's weird to talk about sex uh, involving his sister? 
Yeah, it's taken him 10 years to learn that lesson, hasn't it? I was quite glad. I was like, oh, oh, so you do have some sort of threshold, which seems to be experimenting with sex tips from a magazine. Yeah, shout out to Maxim, eh? Yeah. Really ages this episode. Is Maxim still on? I don't know. Surely not. Well, either Maxim's still not on, or I I mean, I don't think I've ever bought Maxim. Um, I presume you haven't for very different reasons. Is it uh, predominantly for men who are interested in the ladies? Yeah, I would have thought as much. Yeah, it was. It's 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 in the sort of nuts. It's a higher end nuts. What do you think is older, Colin the Caterpillar or Maxim? Well, I know the answer now. Do you have you looked up? Uh, No, I haven't. Oh, well, you can guess now because I've got both. I'd say Maxim's older. 1995, mate. Oh. And that's only in the UK, in New York, since 97. So actually, Maxim was fairly uh, new when this reference was made. Okay, fair. Um, so, and yeah, to answer your question, an international men's magazine prominent for its photography of actors, singers, and female photography. models. Okay. Okay. Photography. Um, I never really bought any of those men's bags, to be perfectly honest. I don't really know. I feel like Maxim is a slightly higher end one than like nuts. Do you know what I mean? But mm. that's based on very little apart from maybe it's rough, rough branding. Um, it was September 2015 was the first time the magazine's cover did not feature a woman. Who was the man? Who was the man, Pete? I, I don't know. I just asked you. Uh, the man was. I mean, very well, you know, fair decision, Idris Elba. Oh, yeah, a sexy cool. man. Yeah. Um, but he's got a call on the car, pillar. I wasn't expecting a comment about Idris Elba's penis, but there we go. You come to this podcast for friends, you take yeah. away something a little bit different. You do, don't you? Um, yeah, probably. It's hard to tell. Uh, where were we? Uh, in Chandler's, and not in Chandler's defense, in Ross and Rachel's defense, and actually Monica's, I think Chandler should have checked with any of them before he just booked a weekend away with his wife. I mean, his wife might have plans. She might have stuff to do. He just said, oh, I've booked us a weekend in, in Vermont. Yeah, that's true, actually. It's quite short notice, isn't it? Yeah, and he just doesn't seem phased. And then obviously Ross and Rachel are a bit like, well, it's our daughter's birthday. And even if he doesn't give a shit, You'd have thought, well, maybe they should have flagged it earlier than that. Maybe that's on them. I don't know. I think everyone is clutching at straws a bit at the start of this episode. You know, they've booked a weekend away on a whim. Ross and Rachel haven't really told anyone about this birthday party, which, let's face it, Pete, right? When Rachel is selling the birthday party, she's imploring them to cancel or lease or lose the money, maybe, on a weekend away they've planned because this birthday party is so special to them and it really makes it sound like a big deal the party not just hanging out in their apartment with jack and judy the only two guests that aren't the friends also i think she's made too many uh she's made too much effort with the decorations for a baby because mm. for first birthday balloon sure banner sure cake nice no, not a penis one no. um and she's gone to town. Um, yeah, I know. There's too much, isn't there? There is too much. And it's not a party, Pete. It's not a party. This is the thing. Going back to what you were saying, blood relatives of the baby, fine. Throw a big party for all the aunties and uncles and nieces and nephews and all of that. Where are Rachel's parents, either of them? Where are, I mean, her sisters aren't going to come, obviously. But where are any of the other people in their lives? Why is it just Jack and Judy? And their four close friends who, apart from Monica, frankly, probably can't be asked to be there. Yeah. True. They're just forcing their friends to celebrate their kid's birthday. Um, nice to see uh, an actual video camera, though, isn't it? 
It was, yeah, and um, a bit of a selfie video from Ross as well at one point. Did you know that um, this is a this is a friends with friends culture finger on the pulse moment? Kids are using digital cameras again. Are you aware of this? Are they? Yeah, apparently. Why? Because it's cool and retro to like have the timestamp in the corner and take a different device. You know, I guess a bit like when we used to take Polaroid cameras out. You know? Yeah, they're now retro. Yeah, they're now retro, just cameras. So um, that's going to become a thing, I think. So keep an eye out for that when you're in the club, Pete. Oh, I will. Uh, when's your next visit to the club? I don't go to the club very often, Dave. No, it's not. It's not. It's not part of our lives anymore, really, is it? Um, but if you are just out, just keep an eye out, Pete. You might see more digital cameras. There is someone who sits near me at the football who takes photos routinely on a digital camera before each game. What age? I mean, admittedly, she is probably mid 60s yeah fine so this that tracks really but um yeah. it's when you want to start to see the youths yeah with them as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, the party begins. Uh, Emma's asleep. Joey's asleep, even. Uh, Joey's apparently napping in sort of full outdoor wear. If you nap, do you wear your jeans in bed? Do I? What? Joey's wearing jeans. Like, he's, he's wearing outdoor clothes. Oh, no. If you if you nap, you you put on some comfy slacks. Yeah, you undress, don't you? You don't yeah. take your dirty outside jeans into your bed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just, just interesting. It's Joey's nap time, and as he gets up, he's, he's seemingly fully dressed, unless he's just put his pants on. But that feels unlikely for Joey. Um, have you seen all the bloopers? The scene where Channel and Monica are standing by the table of presents always just reminds me of those bloopers that I've seen a hundred times. Have you seen those where yeah, I have. Monica and Channel look uh, directly at the camera? Yeah. <laughs> well, Monica does it by mistake. Connie Cox does it by mistake, and then Matthew Perry does it uh, in the next take. And I cannot watch that scene now without thinking about that. Um. Rachel's put out a table for presents, which, again, as we realise, 
just stuff from Jack and Judy, isn't it? One box. Yeah. yeah. I do like the bit where Joey tries to pitch sort of uh, some ownership of their present as well. <laughs> and um, Phoebe really overhyped her song because it is comically crap. Yeah, I think I feel like she shouldn't have, even when she was feeling smug and superior, shouldn't have played that hand too heavily. Because it's not that emotional, is it? No, not at all. Also, I feel like, and I've not done any thinking about this actually, this is just an on-the-spot thought, and therefore I won't have any examples. I just feel like the word Emma would actually be quite easy to rhyme, wouldn't you? Dilemma is her chosen one, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to put it into the rhyming dictionary, P. Well, you've just claimed it was it'd be easy to do, so... You well, yeah, be but you do, a bit of, you do a bit of research. Oh, do you know what? Actually, in fairness to Phoebe, not that good. Not okay. that easy. Antenna? Antenna, fine. Not easy to get into I don't think that rhymes, though. That's ends. Yeah, but no, that's fine. That's ends. Antenna. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the half rhymes, I guess. But in a song, it would work, wouldn't it? Yeah, okay, fair. Dilemma. Oh, God, there's very few. Do you know what? Fair play. I'd retract it, Phoebe. There's very little, actually. Vienna, again, ends, but yeah, that is pretty hard. Okay, do you know what? Fair play, Phoebe. I take that back, fair play, Phoebe. You've written the best song you could have possibly done in the circumstances. Um, Joey panics that he hasn't brought a present. Again, I'll back Joey to the hill. It's bad enough they expect him to be there at this absolutely pointless party. Don't expect him to bring a bloody present. Yeah, do you know what I, the one thing that's worse than that is, and I, I might be about to anger the friends with friends community here. Yeah. Uh, baby showers. Oh. I, like, I, I have never been to a baby shower. Have you not? But the expectation that you should, like, I'll give you a present when it's born. Yeah. That's nice. Baby yeah. shower, you're just getting extra presents because I'll get you something when it's born. Hmm. Do you not think a baby child present is in lieu of getting a present when it's born? Well, if then that's better. I don't know. Maybe you get away with that. Baby showers again are. I'm trying to. Before I tell this story, I'm wondering if any of the people involved listen to this podcast, and I don't think they do. But I have a couple of friends who were asked to organise a baby shower for another mutual friend of ours, and you know they sort of happily volunteer. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll sort it all out. And basically, the very short version of the story is they spent like a few hundred pounds and a lot of their time organising this baby shower, which they had been asked to do by the parents, and then they just never like offered to pay them back or said oh. thank you. Or I was like, yeah, that is bullshit, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, it <laughs> that is. is absolutely. But you can't ask. You can't be like, can you just organise me a party yeah. on your dime? Uh, you should set a budget. Yeah, you should say, here's my money. You, I just, I want it to be a bit of a surprise. So can you, do you mind helping me out here? You know? But yeah, anyway, that's not what this podcast is about, Pete. And if any of these two people do listen, then I'm in for a world of pain. Mm. Um, so Joey doesn't bring a present despite the giant present table, which as we can understand it by the end of the episode only contains one quite large box from Jack and Judy. We don't get to see what they've brought Emma, do we? No, that's true, actually. It looks like a big old present for a one-year-old, to be fair. Yeah, but um, kids' presents are big, because it's that? all, like, massive toys and shit, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. But she's quite young, isn't she, for, like, a big old toy? Like, mm. 
Oh man, the stuff you buy kids and they just like grow out of or get bored with really quickly. Anyway, God, this is becoming a very kid moany podcast episode. And we know that at least one of the people that listens to us, Helen, that requested last week has just had a baby. So, <laughs> and she fun. listens to this podcast when, <laughs> when she can't sleep because of the baby. So yeah. this isn't going to be helping. Helen, I'm so sorry. We, we've, we've really, uh, sort of toyed with your emotions at this stage. I hope you're having a lovely evening tonight and you get some sleep soon. And kids are wonderful. Please invite us to your child's first birthday party. We'll bring a present. Oh, I'm busy that day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pizza bitch. Oh, well, my phone just fell off my thigh again. Why do I keep oh, it Oh, but phone thigh. This is becoming such a weird thing that I've never done, but I've just started to do. Oh, very bizarre. Um, anyway, Joey tries to get in on Jack and Judy's present, like you say. We get this sort of very funny, what feels like an early friends joke. And I still always laugh at it because it is a funny gag, but it absolutely doesn't fit in season 10 when Jack goes, which one are you to Joey? Yeah. yeah. Because he's like, he's been there. He's officiated Monica and Chandler's wedding for God's sake. They sakes, have right? met dozens of times. Like, he has been involved in their lives for 10 years and some. And been a part of you know very momentous occasions and they've definitely spoken so it feels like a season one or two joke that they've just gone this is an easy way of getting out of this situation um when actually in this situation it would have been absolutely reasonable to go no get your own present you cheapskate yeah fair um and then joey does his reading everybody starts off very skeptical and is crying by the end uh, they must be quite susceptible to kids books because i don't some of the phrasing in the kids book is really weird what the I love you forever, I like you for always. Yeah, wh- why? Like, why like for always is a downgrade from love forever. I love you forever, I like you for always. Yeah, it is weird, isn't it's it? It's like, I love you, but, you know, maybe I'll just like you. <laughs> and then, yeah, and the last line is, as long as you're living my baby, you'll, as long as I'm living my baby will be, which is basically... That is not forever. The third downgrade is just like, and I guess we're related. Worst case. That's just, also just a just statement related. of fact. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> while I'm alive, I am your parent. Yes. <laughs> I love you forever. Oh, thanks. I like you. Oh, that's less good, mum. Uh, as long as I'm living, you'll be my kid. Um, yeah. Okay. I guess that's just, yeah, that's just a fact, isn't it? Um, this, ugh, this, and I can't remember what it is, and someone will point it out to me. This book got a... An outing in another TV show recently, uh, the sort of song, the, the actual song version of it. I can't remember what it is. Someone like sang it to their kids or something. Yeah. I can't remember. It always reminds me of this Friends episode. It was a more modern television show, Peter. And I wish I could remember it. And I spent all bloody afternoon trying to remember it. And I failed you. So please let me know which tv show this has appeared in recently and then if it's something i shouldn't be watching you know or it's a bit embarrassing then that'll really just out me as such won't it we're in peak joey dumbness at this point as well aren't we not understanding how doors work that kind of thing yeah yeah that's true actually it's we've we've gone on the full journey now that oh i forgot you used to live here when chandler points out that he can just reopen the the door and then at the end of the episode when he runs past ross and rachel on the stairs yeah and sort of doesn't realise that that means they've seen him. It's real uh, um, toots of a fruit, isn't it? I do also, though, really enjoy Joey finding the cake delicious. The joke about I thought it was better when it looked like a penis um, <laughs> and how confused he is. That's really good. 
Yeah, that whole sequence of Joey enjoying the cake is... And then is, Jack uh, being a resemblance to Jack's penis. <laughs> really great. Yeah, we have come full circle, haven't we? We talked about many peni this episode. Yeah. And now it's uh, Elliot Gould's penis. And Ross and, uh, pulling on his testicles. Yeah. And Ross, to be fair, is having a bad episode where his brother-in-law's talking about banging his sister and now his parents are talking about his dad's dick. That is a bad day at the office for Ross, isn't it? I love that Jack Geller line. It's like, I know what you're thinking, Judy. <laughs> the resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> the resemblance is uncanny. Oh, Jack and Judy's message to Emma is very funny as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, basically, we're going to be dead by the time you watch this. Always and, a pleasure uh, to see Jack and Judy, isn't it? It is, and this is the final time we see them. And also, Judy's parents didn't die young of heart disease, because like, their nana died in, you know, the one where nana died twice. She was a thousand years old. That's true, that yeah. Um, but hey, that was a bit of continuity. And when has continuity ever bugged the Friends writers, Pete, hey? Well, quite. So, they get the cake out. We're onto the cake now, aren't we? Yes. Um, I feel like at this stage of the day, you don't take the cake back. Don't you take a picture of the cake, get a refund on Monday, eat the cake anyway, because frankly, I'll taste the same. And, you know, literally have your cake and eat it. Yeah, ask for your money back at some point in future, but don't leave the party that you're so intent on people attending just to get a different cake. And when you're really trying to sort of trap people into not leaving, then it's dangerous game to leave, as they find out, because it really sort of opens the door, by turning the knob the other way, uh, to them just fucking off, doesn't it? Mm. I'm so, there seems to be a big market for uh, erotic cakes. They're sort of talked about in, as if they're very common. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is that a normal thing on a on a hen party, on a bachelorette party? A, a big pe- like penis straws? Penis yes. straw. Maybe cupcakes with a penis on them. Yeah, maybe. But an actual sh- penis in the shape of a cake. No, what? the other way around. Other way around. Cake in the shape of a penis. <laughs> a penis in the shape of a cake is a whole different phenomenon. <laughs> that is a very niche kink stripper that you've ordered there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there seems to be, and it's it's they're obviously churning out so many dick cakes that. Has been caught in the quality control sort of double check. You know, they've, they've the bakery, in fairness to Rachel, have put a, a baby's face on. Yeah, the I, I think at That's some bad. point during the process of putting a baby's face on a penis shaped cake, that that somebody sh- alarm bells should have rung. You should have been sort of just questioning yourself at that stage, right? Penis bells should have rung. <laughs> Um, so Rachel heads off to get the cake fixed in Monica's Porsche. Now, this is classic friends. What's happening here? She gets pulled over by a, a cop. Is a cop going to wait around while someone brings your driving license out from, from Manhattan? I mean, presumably she's on her way to New Jersey now. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, is it? No, I don't think so. Also, how's Ross getting there? He didn't drive because they're in the same car on the way back. Has he just hiked? Uh, oh, yeah, good point. There's a lot, there's a lot I don't understand about this. I mean, also the absolutely baffling American driving license system where you have to have it on you at all times when you're driving. Yep. Which is, just seems mad. This sort of situation would never have happened. This is a classic, you know, they do that sort of what would have happened if Breaking Bad happened in the UK and it ends after one episode. <laughs> Walter White would have just got to the NHS and, and yeah, got his treatment. Yeah, would have been fine, yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is absolutely one of those plot lines. This just wouldn't happen here, because the policeman would have said, that's fine, as long as you present your driving licence uh, to the nearest police station in the next seven days, you will be fine. <laughs> and then she could have got off, got a bunny cake, come back, Bob's your uncle. Monica's your aunt. Um, 
I always confuse this episode with the one where they get pulled over by... And the which cop, flirts. The flirting one. You know, yeah, every time I see one. this sort of driving late at night um, storyline, I'm always waiting for the cop to pull them over. That doesn't happen. It is such a pointless bit of a car scene, isn't it? It doesn't really add anything, this whole extra location and scene. Yeah. Um, but never mind. It happens. They cut to it. They cut back. Um, here's another thing, sort of on the friend's logistical front. Chandler goes to the bathroom, and I think he's climbing out the window. There's no window in there. Oh, that's a good point, actually, yeah. They go, oh, there's a window in there. Where? Tell me where. There's only one wall it could be on, and that's the back wall. And we've seen that behind the bath. There's no window there. And then every other wall is internal. Yeah, good, good spot. I mean, maybe the one on the left would stick out a bit, but again, we've seen that. There's no bloody window there. So, yeah. That just window lies. Like an excuse for a window lies indeed. Excuse them to run in and watch Chandler having a wee, which is a strange plot turn, isn't it? Um, and at this stage, I think it's fair that they all want to leave, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's been a right uh, saga. But Ross and Rachel have both left. Get out of there. Yep. Get out of there. They've just left their baby on her birthday. After all this palaver of, oh, it's a special day. They've both left. Mm. Yeah, can't be that precious about it. Uh, they race the wind-up toys. Monica and Chandler's only just backflips, so Phoebe and Joey leave, and Bob's your uncle. You just said that a moment ago, and I said Monica's your aunt, and I was pleased with it, and you didn't respond. Oh, do you want to repeat it then? Okay. And Bob's your uncle. And Monica's your aunt. da 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 Hey! Because Emma and Monica's Because Emma is Monica's aunt. No, Monica is Emma's aunt. Very good. Very good, Peter. There is quite a nice moment at the end, isn't there, where Chandler gets excited about um, teaching Emma something. Yeah, that's cute. Um, That is like a genuinely nice moment. And that seems to be where the moment that Monica and Chandler are like, let's let's go for it, you know? Let's let's definitely get one of these little babes. Um, Although all I could think then was how long must it have taken them as in the crew, the, the friends crew, to to capture that baby playing Emma, holding out her finger. Yeah, right and time. also to choreograph the various wind-up toys. Well, that bit as well, yeah. But at least with a wind-up toy, you can do it yourself, can't you? Yeah, that's true. But um, but the baby doing it at the right moment, and then saying a word that sounds, frankly, Peter, nothing like the number one. Yeah, they must have just been like, fine, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can tell I was take 330, because they're like, she did the finger, guys. The fact she went, doesn't mean, that's fine, doesn't matter. Uh, we've got bigger problems to fry. Hang on, that's not the phrase. Bigger, bigger fish problems to fry. to fry, yeah. Bigger fish to fry. We've got bigger problems at hand. What's the phrase? We've got bigger problems bigger to deal fish with, to fry. We've got bigger fish to fry. Bigger problems to fry. Basically, I'm alluding to the fact that Phoebe's... Why frying problems? Drug, drug to massage client. <laughs> right. Yeah, fair. Which is a, a very Phoebe uh, thing to do, aka completely problematic and illegal and should land her in jail, but seems to just never get any sort of comeuppance for it. Um, and the final point we should make, Pete, is, as, as has been pointed out by Kieran, last appearance of Estelle. Yes, yeah. Little um, cameo. Keep, keeping up her customary quality of service for Joey by forgetting to tell him about an audition. Yeah, classic. Um, but yeah, so it's a big, a big sign off as, as Kieran says of, of Jack, Judy and Estelle. Um, so a notable episode in many, many ways. I'm not going to ask if we've got a quiz, Pete, cause I know we do. Oh. Well, cause you've got it, haven't you? 
Have I? Yeah, Kieran sent a quiz. Oh, did he? Well, you told me last week that Kieran sent a quiz, which is why I didn't get a quiz. Oh, uh, let's see if we can find Kieran's quiz. <laughs> uh, hang on. My phone's thinking about it. Yeah, I do remember saying that. So you, you'd hope that there's a quiz, wouldn't you? Yes. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Maybe he said he would make a quiz. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now I'm looking at his email, and he made no reference to a quiz. Oh, really? So, but your spreadsheet I... says quiz. Yes. Don't. Let's not overreact. No, no one's overreacting, Pete. But I'm I, just pleased think, that for I once, I think the spreadsheet may have let me down. For once, it's not me, is it, Pete? Did I definitely say that? Let's not listen back and double check, just in case. But I'm pretty sure last weekend, hang on, hang on. last I'm week, on the spreadsheet. I'm on the spreadsheet. I'm on with the cake. Yeah, I did say that he. Yeah, I yes. did say he's got quiz. I haven't fucked it, guys. I haven't fucked it. Okay, Karen, we... where's your quiz, man? Right, right. But in his defence, in his email, he doesn't mention a quiz at all, does he? No. So where did I get the yeah. idea that he'd done a quiz? <laughs> that is a mystery. Um, well, look, for once, we can all just remember Dave didn't fuck it up. Pete did. And it's a momentous occasion. And so to celebrate, we'll have a moment of solemn uh, pondering. Okay, that's enough pondering. Let's move on. Uh, would you like to know next week? Would you like to know next week's episodes? <laughs> yes, and I'd like to know specifically, Peter, if there's a quiz. There is not a quiz. Okay, now tell me what the episode is, because what I can do is put my very flawless getting a quiz system, this is going to really backfire if I fuck it up this week, isn't it, uh, into play. But what episode am I asking about a quiz? Series three, episode seven, the one with the race car bed. Oh, that's a fucking banker, that is the one with the race car bed. Yes, please, all the best, all the best, yes, please. Bye. Bye.